KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. San Diego County officials reported 1,998 new coronavirus cases on Monday. It's the seventh consecutive day the county reported over 1,000 new cases. A record of 2,287 cases was reported last Friday. There were 50 new hospitalizations Monday and nine more patients placed in intensive care. No new deaths were reported. There's been an outbreak of COVID-19 among temporary residents at the convention center. Health officials say there's 82 total recently confirmed cases within the past week. The convention center was repurposed in April to house unsheltered San Diegans. Up until this recent outbreak, the center had just 30 cases over the course of the pandemic. Many businesses have had to shut down under new stay-at-home orders. Beaches and parks are allowed to stay open, but playgrounds are not. Some local officials think the shutdown orders go too far. San Diego Mayor-elect Todd Gloria called on Governor Newsom to reconsider in a letter he shared on social media. Outgoing Mayor Kevin Faulkner is also against the move. Meanwhile, County Supervisor Jim Desmond says he's taking it a step further. Playgrounds have been shut down in neighborhoods, and I'd like to see, and and I plan on making a motion, uh, that our county officials and law enforcement not enforce the closures of playgrounds in San Diego County. You know, our children need to be outside. They can't all go to a ski resort, which the governor has allowed to stay open. Desmond says some restrictions are warranted, but he says businesses that have invested in upgrades and have proven they can operate safely should be allowed to stay open. The restrictions will last for at least the next three weeks. It's Tuesday, December 8th. This is San Diego News Matters from KPBS News. I'm Annika Colbert. Stay with me for more of the local news you need to start your day. KPBS On Demand is supported by Arizona Raft Adventures, a third-generation family-owned outfitter providing experiential multi-day Colorado River rafting adventures through the Grand Canyon. Hiking, exploration, education, and fun. Only a seven-hour drive from San Diego. Learn more at azraft.com. State officials are encouraging all Californians to use a new phone app that was piloted at UC San Diego to track exposure of the COVID-19 virus. KPBS's Matt Hoffman reports. Officials are encouraging all Californians to use a new tool to track exposure to the virus. Privacy protected. This is not contact tracing. This is notification technology. CA Notify is built into iPhones and is an application on the Google Play Store that uses Bluetooth technology to let people know when they might have been exposed to the virus. Since September, UC San Diego has been trying the platform with more than 25,000 users signed up. We got great feedback from students, some who tested positive and said this took a weight off their shoulders that they knew that they could launch this anonymous exposure notification and keep the people that had been around the safe. Here's how it works. You activate exposure notifications on your phone. Then if you have a close contact with another user for more than 15 minutes who tests positive, you'll get a pop-up alert. Your notification would say something effective. Three days ago, you were um, potentially exposed to somebody who's tested positive for COVID. 
here are uh, recommended quarantine guidelines. This is not a replacement for physical distancing or wearing face coverings, and for it to work, users have to input positive test results into the platform. Officials say no personal or location information is collected, and you have to opt in, meaning it will not automatically turn on on Thursday. The more people who adopt it, the more effective it'll be. Don't be surprised if you get a notification on your phone later this week asking you to opt in to the CA Notify program. That was KPBS's Matt Hoffman. California Notify rolls out statewide on Thursday. California hospitals are strained with the latest surge of COVID-19 patients, but Governor Gavin Newsom says more health care workers are on the way. CAP Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. The state is bringing on more than 800 nurses and intensive care unit staff as contractors. Most uh, will be here within a week, which is encouraging. Uh, 435 specifically to support our ICU strike teams. The workers will help at hospitals and surge medical sites like the Sleep Train Arena, an old NBA venue in Sacramento, which is getting prepped to receive patients. Dwindling ICU capacity has pushed millions of Californians under fresh stay-at-home orders. A spokesperson for the California Hospital Association said staffing is the tightest resource and any help is welcome. As other states grapple with their own coronavirus surges, workers trained in a critical care setting are limited. The governor said he's requested additional help from the federal government. In Sacramento, I'm Nicole Nixon. Health officials are encouraging people to stay home as much as possible as some parts of the state have entered a second round of stay-at-home orders. CAP Radio's Ezra David Romero reports on how to get outdoors during the lockdown. Under the new state rules, when a region's hospitals have less than 15% capacity in their intensive care unit, the larger community is asked to stay at home. People can still leave their homes for fresh air, but they are asked to stay local, wear a mask, and stay six feet away from others not in their household. People should not travel long distances to play outdoors, according to the order. But Mario Lara, Parks Director for the City of Sacramento, says staying local doesn't have to be boring. We would encourage people to stay within their local areas, use the parks that are within their neighborhoods and their communities, rather than traveling a further distance to access parks. Lara suggests taking neighborhood walks, bird watching, and mapping trees and species while outside. Health officials hope the restrictions will slow the spread of the virus. In Sacramento, I'm Ezra David Romero. Coming up on the podcast, President-elect Joe Biden has pledged to reinstate DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. I do have high hopes for um, this new administration. And yeah, I mean, all we can do is really wait, hold on, like go out um, and then show them that we're here and that we're here to stay. We'll hear from two students who are DACA recipients and whose immigration status has been left in limbo because of the pandemic and the Trump administration's efforts to kill the program. That story's next, just after this break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. 
DACA recipients or DREAMers are holding on to hope that the incoming Biden presidency will bring some certainty to their immigration status. The Trump administration has actively tried to kill the program, and the pandemic has not made anything easier. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne spoke to two students who are DACA recipients about their experiences. I kind of did know that I was undocumented, but I kind of didn't know what that meant. Luna Azul Chacon arrived in the U.S. from Mexico with her parents and younger brother when she was only five years old. When she turned 15, she was eligible to apply for DACA, the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. And that process was really intense. I know that for me, I literally just wanted to give up because I was like, is it even worth it? Uh Luna has been documented for four years. Approximately 750,000 DACA recipients in the U.S. have gone through journeys similar to Luna's. She is now a first-generation college student studying to become a pediatrician or OBGYN. When the pandemic hit, Luna needed to help support her family financially until she contracted COVID-19. I wanted to have as minimal as contact with them because I know they had jobs. So if they got sick, then we would even be in a worse situation. Despite living under the same roof, Luna was the only one in her family to get sick. Forced to take time off work to recover, Luna still needed to navigate the ever-changing DACA renewal and pay the $495 filing fee. Kevin Tracy is a San Diego attorney who handles DACA cases. He says President Trump terminated DACA in 2017 to force Congress to take action. Congress is the body that enacts immigration legislation. Although it was implemented in 2012, for 18 years before that, you had the DREAM Act. And the DREAM Act had been in Congress for over 18 years. And they could never agree as to how to implement it. New DACA applications haven't been taken since the Trump administration suspended the program in 2017. Marian Mata Garcia is another dreamer who came to the U.S. from Mexico in 2001 when she was one and a half years old. When she turned 15, her parents helped her apply for DACA, granting her a driver's license and work authorization. Like, I was never discouraged because of my status. If I just saw something that was like, oh, like permanent residence and U.S. citizen, I'm like, okay, well, I won't apply to that. And then I just kept looking for um, other resources. Her perseverance to look for opportunities led her to transfer from community college to UCSD, where she is studying global health and biology. Marion says her personal experience with DACA helped her look at the pandemic from a different point of view. Because I live in uncertainty every single day, like that's my life. So for me, I was like, oh, OK, well, the government's going to control whatever and then we're just going to do it, you know. And like because that's been my life, you know, like the government's like, OK, well, now DACA is only one year. And I was like, OK, well, now it's one year. While the Trump administration continues its legal fight over DACA, both Luna and Marion have high hopes for President-elect Biden, who has pledged to reinstate the program after taking office. I do have high hopes for um, this new administration. And yeah, I mean, all we can do is really wait, hold on, like go out um, and then show them that we're here and that we're here to stay. That was reporting by KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne. This story was produced with support from the Economic Hardship Reporting Project. That's it for the podcast today. Thanks for listening and have a great day.
Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com.